everybody to the best podcast in the world. This is the Strength and Skills Podcast, and this is your favorite host, Nick Tibuzek. And with me is the boss himself, Rado Bossage. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. This morning. Is beautiful. Friday morning, and we're going to talk about something that we definitely need to talk about when it comes to training because it's so over and so underrated. It's core training. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about how you get really hardcore. <laughs> What a bad joke. <laughs> All right. So um, I would say, let's begin. Um, we definitely have to talk about what's the core in the beginning. Radu, do you want to tell us about the core? Yeah, sure. I mean, when you tell a core to somebody, uh, probably the first association is the six-pack, you know, six-pack abs. And yeah, I think that's, that's I wouldn't say wrong, but there's a lot more when it comes to the core. Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't like the term or really. I would really like prefer um, the term trunk. But then again, this doesn't sound as sexy as a term core, you know. So that's why I think that the term core is a lot more popular. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to the core, it's not only the six pack. Um, you have uh, all of the parts of the abdominal musculature. You have four parts in there. You also have the QL and also the erector spinae, so the uh, spinal sensors. Yeah. Then you can also have the lats and the glutes playing a role there. So you can see that it's a really big and complex system that uh, works synchronistically. All of those muscles work together. And you can't really simplify it to only uh, this six-pack that's visible from the surface. Yeah. I think it is most of the time also very important to make people understand why this is so important. Because muscles can only pull. Because when, when, they, when a muscle fiber contracts, that's all the muscle fiber can do, actually. It can contract. So it pulls together. And um, that's why we always have to think about when it comes to uh, muscle in the region of the core, when one muscle pulls, another one has to pull too to keep you stable or to move you into a direction. And that's why you never only train one muscle when you when we talk about we 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 train abs today it's not possible to do that without moving another muscle in the core area and um the very important part here is to understand what muscle does what and as you already said we have different types of muscles in the abdominals And most of the time people talk, uh, talk about the six-pack abs, like you said before. And when you, when you look at that, usually the, the, the very dominant part, all that it does is bending you forward. Yeah. Pretty much bending you forward. And then you have some, some uh, parts. We, 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 maybe we have to talk about it. When we talk about the, the abdominal parts, those is, this is mostly in front of the body to have it as a picture in your head. And now it comes um, to the side of your body. 
And this is where um, usually the obliques and, of course, a little bit of the transverses uh, work. Mm -hmm. But I think to, to say that everything where you bend to the side and have a, maybe kind of a little bit rotational yeah, um, in your body, there comes in the obliques. And this is very important to understand. We have like two bone structures, which is the big part of, of the chest and the big part of the hips. And those are connected through the spine. And this area where they are connected through the spine, there's no bones at all in that area. Mm -hmm. And this is why the, the core is so important to keep this area stabilized so that the, the spine actually doesn't break because the body is built like that. You don't want to break the spine because otherwise you probably won't get information from the brain through your spine into the lower body <laughs> because this is where all the nerves go through and they, they send information into that area. And this is why the spine always needs to be protected. And um, we, we, we talk about this today in a very on a very low level. We can dive into this so much deeper, but I think it is very important to understand a little bit of that as this is a very complex structure, but you need to understand this on a, on a regular base as an athlete. You don't need to, to jump into this as a, as a doctor or something like that. All that you need to hear about this, we're going to talk about it today. Um, so when, when we have this muscle area around our spine, um, it is very important to say there is no such area that you shouldn't go into or something when you move your body because the body is able to move in all the directions usually when you are healthy that's a very important point when you have troubles with your spine and there are already you you may may, may have an injury or something some parts of movement can get you into into trouble of course but right now we are talking about a healthy person, okay? And um, very important is to understand that the obliques and the QL, which is the quadratus lumborum, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they, they are for everything where you, where you actually bend the upper body, where you, where you bring the side of your body closer, where you bring the, the chest, the chesty part, closer to the hip in every area of that and to work against the gravitation to do so. So this is these are actually some of the most important muscles, but you can't really say one is more important than the other because all of them are so important. Um, but they are most of the time the more underdeveloped uh, uh, developed, um, muscles because nobody actually trains them. Everybody talks about erectors and everybody talks about abdominals. So the six pack and what you have on your back to move forward and backwards, yeah? bend over, come back, do some, some crunches, do some, some, some sit-ups and stuff but nobody talks about the sides. And this is actually most of the time very, very important. Um, mm -hmm. 
when it comes to things in normal life, this is not only about training. You also need these muscles when you do stuff, when you play with your child, uh, when you tackle your opponent out of the club because you both are drunk, um, when you actually, I don't know, when, when you build your house or something like that, you always need these muscles. And this is why we need to talk about them. Um, yes. Why is core training so different to classic app workouts, Rado? Tell us. I mean, when you just type in uh, on YouTube, uh, app workout, the, 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 like probably everything that comes out will be a 10 minutes burning fat app workout, you know, that will destroy your apps. And then you kind of have to question that, does that really work? And, you know, how does that transfer to everything else, not only to training, but also to everyday life? You have people like doing this high rep, low intensity uh, workouts without any breaks um, that are just meant to wreck you, you know? Um, and core training is actually different to that because it isn't only focused on this rectus abdominis, so on the, the, the because, uh, I mean, these workouts, they do have some flexion, uh, some rotation and some uh, lateral flexion, but most of it is focused on the uh, six-pack, you know, the directus abdominis. And with co-training, we also tackle other parts that we mentioned, um, so the QL2 and the erectors, uh, but also um, bringing the lats and the glutes. Um, so, and also co-training is a lot more structured, geared towards progressive overload over time, and we view the core as every other muscle and not something different, you know, that you have to burn yourself out or train in this uh, low intensity high rep. Yeah. You know? So the, the training the core usually would be some stuff where you either have to stabilize it a lot, which can be, of course, some... Don't misunderstand that. But it can be deadlifts and squats, stuff like that, where you have an external load on the core. It can also be an OHP, of course, because you have, again, to stabilize an external, an external uh, load above your head. <laughs> but it can also be stuff like the handstand push-ups. It can be stuff like like statics and all that stuff. Um, even a planche and, and the front lever is core work. There is a big but on that. Because this is something you come to, to an end there. Because usually you will not get a big progressive overload from holding your own body weight there, usually. This depends on the exercise, but for keeping the body straight, like in a planche or a front lever or dragon flag, stuff like that, there will come the time when this gets pretty easy. When it comes to some stuff where you have to use more of the QL and the obliques, stuff like hanging windshield rippers, stuff like uh, meat hooks. That's the part of muscles that you usually don't train in that range that often. 
And that way it gets so hard. And um, you can definitely bring in these kind of, of exercises into your uh, workouts, but you have to watch out because you usually train at a range that you don't use that often. So you can easily get into an injury by these uh, exercises. And um, sometimes people tend to <laughs> kill themselves with that. And so progressive overload is also needed here, <laughs> slowly building up into it. And um, the, the very important part here is to, to understand why we do this stuff. Because um, usually when, when, we, when, when we have a big squad, I mean, but I don't, who am I talking to? Have you ever had issues with your core in a squad? Oh, well, not really. Not really. Uh, have you ever had uh, issues with your deadlift no not really all right would you say you had issues with your core in certain other exercises um well when i look at it not so much you know only when i uh, did the specific core exercises then i was kind of lacking you know yeah um, But it's mostly because I don't, didn't have so much experience in it. You know, yeah. And I had to practice the movement. That's the only reason. I can tell you something. Yeah. And this is something that will um, get, get into the mind of people a little bit difficult. But, and I had the same thing on dips. Mm -hmm. When you push out from, from lowest point and you come out of the hole and you open up the chest too much, what muscle doesn't work at that point? Well, you completely shut off the core. Then. I mean, yeah. And that's the what a lot of people. It's not only that the chest is maybe not working as much as you want to, but you also are not working with your core. Mm -hmm. It keeps the chest involved. And that's, that's the point, because and when you look at the angle of that, You want to keep you want to keep the same degree of bend in between your 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 big uh, rib cage and the hips. You want to keep that, mm -hmm. and you may slightly open up it, it a little bit, and then push through, but not too much. And that's a very important one because. We always have these exercises where we think so much about the core, like deadlifts and squats, but it's, it's also in exercises like that where you have sometimes just issues with the core and you don't even know about it and it costs you performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had the same experience with dips, but also with like chin-ups. I tend to, and pull-ups in general, yeah. in the bottom um, of the rep, you know, in the lockout, I tend to overextend my pelvis, and then I completely shut off the core. I go into a bigger arch, and this brings my chest further away from the bar. Yeah. And thus, I have to travel a bigger distance to finish the rep, you know, which doesn't make me efficient. So that's also another aspect of, you know, the importance that's, of core training. That, that's, that's the point where I wanted to go. That's perfect. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, um, you see... A core is involved into pretty much everything when you do something. 
because it's always the powerhouse of what you're doing. And um, the very important stuff here is to understand um, when we want to train the core, different to, to the classic app workouts where you do loads of reps and all that stuff, it most of the time makes very much sense to bring in heavy stuff mm. that you really have to contract very hard and all the muscles have to work. Because when you go on, on high rep stuff, on kind of like endurance, what the body does usually is, well, I can make that muscle work a little bit more because it's very strong. And the other one that's very weak, we don't need to work that. And, you know, the body is always about not costing too much energy when it comes to that stuff. But when you bring big loads on it, the body knows I have to be stable because otherwise my spine breaks. And this is what the central nervous system does. It gives order. All the muscle fibers contract now. <laughs> and that's, that's very important to understand. It, this is kind of like in an, in an army. We want to hit hard and we want to, to strike first, you know. And um, that's, that's very important to understand here that when you do it very hard, very, very focused, that you really want to use everything, you are much more efficiency, have much more efficiency on that because the body is used to have something like endurance on the core because you're yeah. moving all day, you're stabilizing all day with very low intensity and a lot of frequency. So what the body doesn't know is high intensities on that. Mm -hmm. So that's why we need high intensities on the core. Yeah. Here comes the crooks. You need to watch out because when you train it too hard, you fuck up the rest of your training. Oh yeah, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Absolutely, because everybody who did some dragon flex and has to do some squats or deadlifts the other day, you have felt that. I know you have experience with that. Yeah. <laughs> I have experience with that. <laughs> so it's very, very important to understand that we want to have stability in the core all the time. And that's why, because we need it, you know. That's why we, do, we are not allowed to fatigue it too much. And that's a very important one here, idea. So when it comes to that, the next question is, how do we actually train it properly? And I would say yeah. we have different stuff that, that we have to talk about. And one is rotation and one is anti-rotation. Would you like to tell us about it? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, rotation, um, when it comes to it, it's more of an active dynamic movement, you know, uh, you actively rotate uh, your trunk to one side or to the other. And when it comes to anti-rotation, it's most of the time isometric, you know, and you fight against an external load that's trying to pull you into that rotation. So a rotation, an active rotation would be something like a wood chopper with a cable or a band. And anti-rotation movement would be a pallet press. Yes, that's perfect. So another um, aspect of that, a windshield whipper is definitely mm -hmm. a rotational exercise. And Absolutely. a dragon flag or a plank 
even statics, of course, anti-rotation. You don't want mm -hmm. to rotate in that positions. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, sure. And here comes something in that is very, very important to understand. And I think Gerardo can tell us about it because both of the it is very big at him. <laughs> <laughs> We are talking about glutes and lats. Why are they so important for stability and also for anti-rotation and rotation? Yeah, I mean, when you look at these two muscles, um, they're basically connected, you know, through the fascia uh, on the back, and they work together most of the time. And when one is contracted, that's pulling the other one and vice versa, you know. So uh, bringing them in um, also in your core training is really, really important. Uh, when you look at it, uh, you know, when you do pull-ups, uh, bringing tension into your glutes can only benefit you, you know, because it simply brings you into uh, a right position, a better position, but it also makes the contraction of the lat a lot harder because it pulls down on it, you know. And the same way around, when you do a squat, uh, which is, you know, you have a lot of glutes in a squat, you need to bring in lat tension there in order to, you know, simply have more stability and have a better squat. So these two are always working together most of the time. And having that in mind is really, really important. Yeah. Because when you look at the lats, they are shaped like a V. Yeah. And on the, the point where the V is the most close together, can I say that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the lowest point of the V, the, the, the lats can do the stabilized work, the less, actually, when you look at it. So at that point comes in the erectors, the QLs, the obliques, and then the abdominals on the front. You yeah. know? So working all together, they built like, like an armor around that area. But the lats also go a little bit more up there together with the erectors. Because most of, of when, when, when we talk about QL and the abdominals, they actually they stop when they arrive at the at the rib cage coming mm -hmm. from the hips. So what, what gets very important to understand is that the, the core is not only in that region, it also goes a little bit more up. When when we reach the rib cage, we still have the lats on the sides and we still have the rectus on the sides. So when when we really want to use the whole trunk. We need to think of it as a whole. And that's very important to understand that, to um, really work on that. We also need the lads in there. And the lads always work better when we have the glutes involved. Like you already just said. And um, when both of them contract properly and also all the, the abdominal muscles and the QL and all of that really contracts hard you're completely stable your body is meant for that mm. stable at that point yeah. of course you can bend that's very very important so we already talked about um the role of the core and calisthenics and when it comes to weights to stabilize that is important in squats, in deadlifts, in planche, in front lever, in pretty much everything where you don't have to rotate. But we also have some stuff. As it, 
everybody who, who hears that may may think, yeah, but all I have to do now is to stabilize all the time. That's true and it's not. Because a muscle is always the weakest at the end of a range. And what happens when you're not able to fulfill a range completely? Let's, let's have an example. Rado is running down the football field and I'm throwing a football at him and he has to catch it. And of course, his, his trunk is very, very strong. But he has to catch the football by bending to the side and getting it while fully running. And maybe the force that's now working into his trunk may lead to a little injury because maybe the QL and the obliques are not ready for that rotation and exercise. And that's the stuff where injuries come in. You can be very, very stable, but when you're not used to rotation and exercises, you will get in trouble, not in training usually, but on a daily base where you do stuff, you just bend over and catch something from the floor. You grab your son and want to bring it up to, to you. Yeah? And you're bending and slightly... Um, moving your body to the side and and this is where the injuries come in because you're not able to stabilize at that range and this is why it is so important to not only have the stability in the normal we are fixed in an armor situation but also when it comes to really being able to rotate and all that stuff <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, it's important to know that we are also talking about like everyday stuff, you know, not only training. Because um, quite often in the lifting community, uh, especially with people just in powerlifting, you know, you see um, a lot of them is saying that you know you don't need any specific core training. A lot of them don't need, you know. But when it comes to stuff like this, you know, you obviously, you obviously benefit from it. So absolutely, you know, it's not only about lifting. It's, it's not only about, about the anti-rotational stuff. It's also about rotational stuff. Yeah. That's so important for life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because we are getting old. I'm turning 30 next, next week and I'm getting old. I feel old. <laughs> Grandpa. I'm actually not feeling old. <laughs> Fuck, I'm at the strongest of my life. But... Mm. Yes, I think we have a lot of stuff in here. Would you mm -hmm. say you have some more add-ons? Yeah, maybe uh, some like practical applications for people, uh, how to train your core, how to structure it in your training plan, you know? Let's get I think it like uh, training the core two to four times a week is a good point, you know, um, because you can then recover uh, in between sessions. And also, you know, the higher frequency, um, as you noted, uh, the core recovers good. Um, because of its, you know, slow twitch, slow twitch nature, so you can definitely hit it a bit more often. Uh, but you have to be careful with it, uh, not to hit it way too much. As you said, you know, it can have a negative effect on your main lift, so you don't want that. Uh, the way you can solve this is with proper programming. So yeah, uh, most of the time, just putting core training at the end of the workout and watching out what's coming up the next day is important. You know, so you don't want to wreck your core if you have 
having squats or deadlifts on the following day. So um, maybe having that, having more core training at the end of the week, you know, is a good idea. And also like uh, practicing the movements uh, in all the planes, uh, like uh, flexion, rotation, anti rotation, and lateral flexion is really important. So like a mixture of like raises, hanging windshield wipers, fragment flags, uh, you know, stuff like suitcase deadlifts even. Um, just mixing it all up is really important to tackle every aspect of it. Absolutely. I think one thing I have to add on, as you just said it, the suitcase deadlifts mm. reminded me of suitcase carries and that reminded me of carries. Oh, For yeah. everyone who's listening that, do more carries. I mean, that's something we really underestimate on a daily basis because every one of us has to carry weight sometimes a day. Yeah, even if, you, if it's just the shopping you did at, at the supermarket and you bring it home. Um, when you have a car, the way might be shorter, but we all know we just go one time from car. Back yeah, just one time. Just one time, and so the load is higher. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the very important part here is carries are so important to keep you stable. Not just because you are working with the whole trunk that you have but also with all the you know you have to stabilize the hip all the time oh, yeah. when you move and put one leg in front of the other and have some heavy weight it's not only the trunk has to stabilize the spine it's also the hip that has to stay stable as much as possible and all that stuff so that's actually carries are very very natural to do so um the important part here is what is so underestimated is carries most people train way too less carries and you don't have to go extremely heavy on that because everybody sees the farmer's works of the strongman i need to carry oh, yeah. 300 kg on that i dare you take a 20 kg kettlebell and go for a 20 meter suitcase carry three times left side three times uh, right side at the end of at least one training of 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 one training day and i swear to you you will profit from that because keeping everything really stable you don't need more than 20 kg on that and i'm saying that as a person who's squatting 200 for reps and i'm telling you rather does the same <laughs> so We, we know a little bit about our own core stability. Maybe it shows our weakness, maybe. But you don't need too much weight on this stuff to really keep control about it. And that's the very important part. Keep control about it. I would like everybody to have more... More, more carries, right? More carries. Do more yeah, carries. I mean, like, you know, like massive traps from carries are a reason enough to do them. That's another reason. Get the traps. Get the traps. Traps. But you know the the legendary old man Dan John already said, "Do more carries." Yeah, carries, 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 carries. Yeah, I think he also has them like um, as one specific movement plane. So together with the vertical push and pull, he also has carries at the end, which yeah. is great. Yeah. I really like. That's, that's one of his big big movements. Big, big movements. Yeah, big money. Yeah. And, and he's someone who's also into performance, but 
also into keeping everything healthy. And we have to consider that guy. He has yes. an Olympic athlete <laughs> and he trained Olympic athletes. And he's, I think he's about 70 right now. And he's still doing Olympic weightlifting. Goals. I, I just saw him doing, I think, around 100 kg do snatches. And he's still, still doing his pull-ups and all that stuff. That guy, he's, he's life goals. He knows the shit. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone, be like Dan, John. Do your carries. <laughs> Keep the core healthy. And I hope this uh, podcast helped you a lot. And if you liked it, please feel free to share this one with your friends and your family who all of them need them. Everybody needs that. Do more, do more core stability stuff. Um, and if you like to uh, get to know more about this stuff, we are having a Facebook group called the Hybrid Athlete Community. And I would like to invite everyone to this community to jump into this because in this group, we, we talk a lot about bringing weights and bodyweight exercise together, maybe adding some cardio into that. And um, let's have a big, big hybrid a lot, a training lifestyle to build more machines out there so that every one of us can survive the upcoming zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Share this one. Join the Facebook group. Have an amazing weekend. Get strong as fuck. Goodbye.